uh, more specifically in this time. Uh, this part of it was how to develop the love of God in you. How to develop the love of God in you. Our theme scripture was John 15 and 12. Uh, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. So we are commanded by Jesus to love one another in the same way that he has loved us. And so we gave you a definition of the word develop. It means to become larger, fuller, better, grow, or to evolve it means to disclose, to show, or to work out by degrees, to reveal, or to make known gradually. So it's basically working out to the outside uh, what is on the inside. And that's the basic Christianity 101, really, is getting what's on the inside to the outside. And so we talked about, or used an example that Webster used uh, in photography to put an exposed film or plate or printing paper in a various, into various chemical solutions in order to make the picture visible. That's an old uh, example, as we know. But nevertheless, it still serves well uh, that you put that, uh, that film or into this solution and it brings the image that is actually there. The image is there. The image of God is also there in you, uh, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Uh, you're created after God in righteousness and true holiness. So uh, you're created in the image of God, in the likeness of God as a Christian, as a believer. And so what's that image that's on the inside, we want to come to the outside so it is visible, to make it visible, to reveal, as the definition says, to work it out by degrees, uh, to grow or to become larger or fuller. Or better, praise God. So what's on the inside, uh, you're just getting more and more full of Jesus. Say, somebody say, full of Jesus. Praise God. All right, so how do we do that? Uh, we, we gave you a, a few points already, four of them. Uh, the first one was to meditate on the Word of God uh, concerning love. Uh, we'll not elaborate on that. Second one was uh, to obey God's commandments. Uh, simply obedience to God's word, and we know the greatest commandment is to love uh, the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. Well, then, uh, next was to practice love. We shared with you, again, I won't, because uh, it would take up the time, uh, elaborate extensively, but perfect practice makes perfect. Just keep practicing the love of God according to the word that we have shared uh, previously. Just practice the love. And when you practice love, you develop in love or you grow in love. All right, so then number uh, four was uh, to uh, practice love. Uh, next uh, was to, actually number three, uh, next is to pray that God's love will increase in you. Pray that God's love will increase in you or pray that God's love would increase in someone else. And uh, so we've gone over a number of different uh, uh, scriptures and passages that uh, relate uh, about praying for others and praying for yourself uh, to increase in the love of God. And so it is a scriptural prayer and a scriptural basis. Now we're going to uh, reiterate just a portion of one of those uh, passages in uh, Ephesians chapter 3. And verse uh, 16. Verse 16, it says, 
that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man. Now, this is Paul's prayer for the Ephesians church, and we encourage you and exhorted you to pray it for this church and to pray it for yourself and to pray it for others. Uh, pray it for people you know. Pray it for the general uh, congregation here at Word of Life. Uh, make it a uh, part of your prayer life. And so uh, the Apostle Paul was praying this prayer for the Ephesians church, a great example for us to pray. Amen? And a scriptural, uh, actually inspired prayer. Uh, so then it would be appropriate for you to pray the same prayer. So then uh, he said that you would, God would grant you, to, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. So I want to emphasize strengthened with might by the Holy Spirit in your inner man or in your spirit. So the Holy Spirit can strengthen your spirit. And so Paul's prayer was that the Holy Spirit would strengthen their spirit uh, or strengthen their inner man, one and the same, their inner man or their spirit. All right, then he goes on to say in verse 17, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love, that Christ would dwell in your hearts, live in your hearts by faith, that you would be rooted and grounded in the love of God, rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend what is uh, with all the saints, that would be the whole body here at Word of Life, or all the saints, the body of Christ at large, that you would uh, be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height, to know the love of Christ that passes knowledge, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. So in this context, uh, the emphasis is about love, being rooted and grounded in love, You'd be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, length, depth, and height to know the love of Christ. So we've talked about this. We've taught it already, so I won't elaborate extensively. But the connection between being strengthened in your spirit and having this love of God, being rooted in this love and grounded in this love and the love of God abounding in your life. Uh, so important that we keep our spirit strengthened. We could also go back to when we talked about uh, the love of God is a fruit of the Spirit, fruit of the born-again Spirit. So if it's a fruit of the Spirit, then the Spirit man or the Spirit part of you needs to be strengthened in order to bear that kind of fruit. A strong tree is going to bear good fruit, right? A strong, rooted, grounded tree is going to bear good fruit. So as a Christian, when you are strengthened in your spirit, strengthened with mighty power by the Holy Spirit in your inner man, uh, then your roots go down deep, you're rooted and grounded in Christ and in the love of God, and you're able to produce fruit. So we're going to talk about now, this last point is uh, number five, is praying in other tongues. Praying in other tongues, which is going to take us to uh, the book of Jude. If you'll go there with me, please. The book of Jude. In Jude, being one chapter, uh, we're going to begin in verse 19. Jude, verse 19. It says, These be they who separate themselves sensual, having not the Spirit. So it's talking about people that were sensual. And they separate themselves. 
don't have the Spirit or don't have the Holy Spirit. But in comparison or contrast, we'll say, in contrast, he says, but you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. But you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith. So you, as a believer, can build up yourself. The admonition is to the believer to do that, is to us to build up ourselves. Uh, to When it's talking about building up yourself, he's actually talking about building up your spirit, building up yourselves on your most holy faith praying in the Holy Ghost. So he tells you how that's going to occur. He says you're going to build up your spirit or your inner man or yourself. You're going to build up your spirit, your inner man or yourself by praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Holy Ghost is one term that is uh, uh, also uh, compared to, and it is the same, one and the same really. Praying in the Spirit is another term. Uh, or praying uh, by the Holy Spirit's help, with the Holy Spirit's help. He's your helper, right, in Romans 8. So praying in the Holy Ghost is actually praying in tongues, praying with the Holy Spirit or praying in other tongues. Now, so he says you're building up yourselves, praying in the Holy Ghost. Well, let's go to the next verse. Verse 21 says, keep yourselves in. In the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Keeping yourselves. Keep yourselves. So now he's telling you to pray in other tongues, to build up your inner man. And when you do that, he said you keep yourselves in the love of God. So when the temptation is to get outside of love, or in other words, Brother Hagin said it this way, every step out of love is a step out of God. So every step out of love being a step out of God or away from God, we want to stay in step with God, and we want to stay in God or in love, right? Praise the Lord. We want to be as close to God as we can be. It uh, doesn't mean that you maybe aren't saved in that moment, but it does mean that you're getting further away from God in your fellowship with Him if you're walking out away from love or outside of love. So then... Uh, he says that you're to keep yourselves in the love of God or maintain this love walk. Keep yourselves in the love of God. Looking for mercy. Well, thinking about that, when you uh, consider, I mean, it's kind of my, my, my daughter will uh, testify to me. You know, she was always glad when, uh, you know, she did something that was uh, not appropriate. And she'd hear me pray in tongues because she knew that I was, I was doing a self-control. <laughs> Praise the Lord. She knew I was doing a self-control moment. I'm going to control myself. Praise the Lord. So that's, that's helpful for her right now because I'm looking for mercy. And it's true. That's what I was doing. I was looking for mercy. Uh, so looking for mercy. Well, uh, it's not just with your children or it's not just with your husband or your wife uh, or uh, a family member, but it's people. Uh, any relationship where uh, you could uh, react to a situation or act out 
get very angry or mad and uh, say something you regret later, right? Uh, and sometimes not so much later. Uh, but uh, if you pray in tongues, you can keep yourself in the love of God. In other words, you can pray in tongues, you build up yourself, or your spirit is strengthened in that moment. So it's a great help to have the Holy Spirit and have His help in any given situation. And when you could easily react in anger or react in unkindness or unthoughtfulness, right, in, in, in the moment... But the Holy Spirit helps you to keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ. That doesn't mean that you should be non-communicative. doesn't mean that you, could, you shouldn't communicate. And I'll be honest with you, I, I probably should have been more communicative in, in, some, in, in those moments, in some cases. In other words, you need to let people know, in certain cases, your children or, or family members, you know, uh, or sometimes friends or relationships. You, you, you need to have boundaries. Hello. And people need to know what those are. And so, uh, but, you know, we're all growing, aren't we? We're growing in our relationships. We're growing in our uh, communication and our communication style and the way we communicate with others in our relationship circle. All right, so then in this verse, he says that you keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. So we're looking for mercy. Somebody say looking for mercy. Well, uh, we, we're looking for mercy when we go to God, aren't we? We, we taught on that Sunday. We're looking for mercy. Uh, we, we don't have a high priest who cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmity, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. But we can come to him and we can obtain grace. We can find mercy and grace to help in time of need. So when we come to God, we're looking for mercy. We're not looking for wrath. Now, some people, you know, they might be coming to God and praying for wrath on somebody. But it's really not the way it works. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah to Jesus. All right, let God be true. Amen. Uh, you might want to let God take care of the wrath. Wrath belongs to him. You know, you can read the Psalms and you can read some of the Old Testament, but you may, you may not want to follow all the principles. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Otherwise, you might be out killing people. All right, so, all right, so then uh, you, you might want to, uh, temper it with New Testament and temper it with uh, New Covenant uh, commands. And so uh, it is to love the Lord your God with all your heart and your soul, your mind, your strength. Love your neighbor. What? As yourself. So if you're looking for mercy when you come to God for self, you want to look to mercy when you come to God for others. And you want to look for mercy in those moments of life where uh, it would be easy to go the different direction. So God wants us to look for mercy, and keeping ourselves in the love of God by praying in the Holy Ghost will help us to find it. You can find mercy and grace to help in a time of need. Now let's go to uh, uh, 1 Corinthians, please. We're going to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. 
1 Corinthians, uh, we're going to actually uh, take the last verse of chapter 13 uh, in our thought here. In uh, chapter 12 uh, of 1 Corinthians, uh, it is talking about the different uh, gifts of the Holy Spirit, uh, nine different gifts of the Holy Spirit. Then it talks about the body of Jesus Christ. Then in chapter 13, it talks about the love of God and the love of God and the way we should uh, uh, love uh, other people uh, like God. And then in verse, uh, we're going to go to verse 13. And now abideth faith, hope, charity, these three, but the greatest of these is charity. Now the word charity is uh, translated in most translations, love. All right, so in this verse, he says, now abides faith, hope, and charity, or love, but the greatest of these is love. Thank God for hope, thank God for faith, and thank God for love. All three are important, now abides faith, hope, and love, but he said the greatest of these is love. So with that in mind, so he's talked about love in this chapter, then he goes to chapter 14, and he says to us, follow after charity or follow after love. Everybody say, follow after. He says, follow after love and desire spiritual gifts, but rather that you may prophesy. Follow after love, but rather that you may prophesy. And he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understands him, howbeit in the spirit he speaks mysteries. All right, so he says, the person that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto men, but unto God. So when you're talking in tongues or praying in other tongues, you're not talking to men, you're talking to God. So God hears you, right? God hears you and God understands you. Howbeit in the Spirit, he is speaking mysteries or secrets or divine secrets, uh, Moffat says. But he that prophesieth speaketh unto men to edification exhortation and comfort. The person who prophesies speaks to men to edification, exhortation, and comfort. All right, then he's talking about us praying in tongues in verse 4. He that speaks in an unknown tongue edifies himself. But he that prophesies edifies the church. He that speaks in an unknown tongue edifies himself. So when you're praying in an unknown tongue, you're edifying self. Your spirit, your inner man. So you're praying in the Holy Spirit and you're edifying your spirit. All right, so edifying your spirit is a necessity. All right, and edifying your spirit means that now your spirit is going to flow. Something in your spirit is going to come forth, right? Rather than your flesh, something in your spirit is going to come. All right, let's go to verse uh, 14. For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. For if I pray in an unknown tongue, if I pray in the Holy Spirit, I'm praying in an unknown tongue. For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my what? Spirit. Everybody say spirit. All right, so your spirit is doing the praying. Uh, Amplified says it this way, my spirit by the Holy Spirit within me prays. So your spirit does the praying when you are praying in other tongues. So if your spirit is praying and your spirit is active, then what's in your spirit is going to flow out. Right? If your spirit is praying, if your spirit is active, then what's in your spirit is going to flow out of your spirit. So praying in other tongues releases 
the life of God within you, releases your spirit or your inner man to express himself. So praying in tongues causes the love of God to flow out. When you pray in the Holy Spirit, the love of God is going to flow forth from your spirit. All right, verse 14. Uh, Verse 15, what is it then? I will pray with the Spirit. I will pray with the understanding also. I will sing with the Spirit. I will sing with the understanding also. I will sing with the Spirit. I'll sing with the understanding also. So we're going to uh, practice this. And by practicing praying in the Spirit, then we're releasing what's in our spirit. Can you say amen? All right, let's go uh, now to... Uh, the book of, uh, uh, praise the Lord, I think uh, we're going to go to Romans chapter 5, and then we'll go to John. All right, Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5, and we're going to look at verse 5. Romans chapter 5 and verse 5 says, And hope makes not a shame because the love of God is shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Spirit. And hope makes not ashamed. Hope in God makes not ashamed. How? Why? Because the love of God is shed abroad or poured forth in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit then is releasing when you're praying in the Holy Ghost. One translation says, on drawn by the Holy Spirit. So when you're praying in the Holy Ghost, then the Holy Spirit is causing that love to flow forth out of your heart. The love of God is in there, but it needs to come out of there. And praying in the Spirit releases it. So he says, the love of God is shed abroad or poured forth into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Everybody say, Holy Spirit is my helper. All right, so when you're praying in the Spirit, just know he's helping you to keep yourself in the love of God. And the Holy Spirit, the love of God is shed abroad or is poured forth into your heart. And so uh, the love of God is coming from the Father by the Holy Spirit in you and through you. So praying in the Spirit or being filled with the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit flowing through you is likened unto a river in John chapter 7. So let's go to John chapter 7. The Gospel of John chapter 7. And this is where Jesus is actually... uh, attending uh, a feast. And so it's like he kind of came in a little bit undercover. And so he's, uh, he's there at the, at the party, at the feast. And uh, then he just all of a sudden stands up and says something. In verse 37, it says, And in the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst." Let him come unto me and drink. If any man is thirsty, let him come unto me and drink. So when we are thirsty, we can get a drink from Jesus. He said, let him come unto me and drink. 
He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. He that believes on me, out of his belly, out of his innermost being, or out of his belly, shall flow rivers of living water. So rivers flow when we yield to the Holy Ghost. When we yield to the Holy Spirit in praying in other tongues, the rivers of God begin to flow. So tonight, we want to encourage you to let the river flow. Now, what is he talking about here specifically? He says, but this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believed on him should receive, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. So there's no question what he's talking about here. He's talking about the Holy Spirit helping us to pray. Right? Yielding to the Holy Spirit. Out of our innermost being, the Holy Spirit will flow like a river. Praise God. So when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you have the ability to pray in other tongues, and you can do that at will. And so I'm encouraging you and urging you to make it a habit or make it a practice to pray in tongues regularly. Regularly. 